You're listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. Yes, it is I, Evan Mack, here sitting in with my man, Teron Davenport. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I hope everyone is having a lovely Thanksgiving and you guys celebrating with you and yours. And everybody got some good old food up in them. Uh, Teron, Mr. Davenport, sir, uh, did you get some food? How you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing really well, man. I got some food in me. I got some coffee in me so I don't go to sleep because you know how that food, when you get stuff combination works, so we're going to be all right. Absolutely. It is a pleasure sitting here with you, sir. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. He is at T Davenport underscore NFL, and I am at Evan T. Mack. Now, right now, guys, the Cowboys have just went up 21-13 on the New York Giants, but I wanted to get into that early game as the Bills beat the Detroit Lions 28-25, and it was, it was a really great game, and, and Detroit is getting better and better, it seems, um, over these past weeks. But the Bills scored nine points in the final three minutes of regulation Thursday to end that Lions three-game winning streak, and the Bills now have won on Thanksgiving three of the last four seasons starting in 2021 at the Saints and 2019 at the Cowboys. Um, first, real quick thoughts, though, Mr. Davenport, on the game and, and, and your biggest takeaways, especially a, a very game Detroit Lions. Yeah, you know, I think Detroit really put it together uh, throughout that game. At the end part of it, a little bit of uh, issues, clock management and, and decision-making there. Yeah. But I really like what they're able to do with Jared Goff. And right. it, it's funny because Jared Goff is one of those quarterbacks that you know I tend to not trust, but they mm. work the play action with him. They give him nice, easy reads, and then they complement it with running the football. And you've got a, a two-headed monster there in Jamal Williams, who's leading the league in touchdowns with 13 rushing touchdowns, and then you got DeAndre Swift. I like how tough they are. And I, yeah. I think, you know, when you look at a team like that, every time they play, you're going to come away from, from facing them saying, you know, that was a fight. And I think if you could just do that, yeah. you're going to have a chance. And they, they definitely uh, they held their own. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Do, are you a person that likes moral victories, though? Because at the end of the day no. – you know what I mean? Like they they play well. They're 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 putting some good players together. Yeah, you you mentioned Williams. You 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 mentioned Swift. Golf is a serviceable uh, uh, quarterback, but but they always seem to come up short. Even though they're they're stringing together a nice a nice little squad here and a nice couple of victories. Is it is when can they turn that corner? How how long do Detroit fans have to wait? <laughs> it seems like a lifetime, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. They've already waited a lifetime. <laughs> I, I think, you know, Amaraz St. Brown, you know, him yeah, reemerging too, that's definitely good. I, I think it's it's just a matter of time. And the thing you have to look at, I, I think it's, it's five or six one-score games that they've lost. Mm. It's it's at, at a minimum. I know it's at least five. Mm. So you look at that, and it reminds me of 2016 when I covered the Eagles. That was my first year in in, uh, in, in Philly as a journalist. That. But covering the Eagles that year, they lost a lot of close games. They did. But in losing those games, they started to see, you know, different things that could go wrong. And, and that experience, the next year, they won those close games. And now that record goes from, you know, at, towards the bottom to the top. And I think that's something to look at. And when you look at uh, uh, this team, you know, if they can find ways to get things together, like you look at this game, like they should have won the game. Absolutely. If they can find ways to make things go right towards the end of the game, we're talking about a whole different story. And I think that's something that's going to come as you get your your players back. You know, Jeff Okuda, we talked about him before we got on. But then also when Jamison Williams comes back, like you're talking about pure 
unadulterated gas off the line of scrimmage. Like that dude just being on the field is going to change so much defensively. So there's a lot that I, I think is going to be coming for this team, and I'm looking forward to watching them, uh, how they play, because I love the staff that Dan Campbell put together. Big Great Aaron staff. Glenn guy. Uh, Deuce Staley, that's that's my dog, man. Deuce Staley is, is an excellent coach. He challenges and motivates, so everything falls right in line for them. You got Antoine Randall L. coaching the receivers. I mean, this is it's like beautiful. watching it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Dan Campbell's put together a nice, a nice staff, and like I said, I think they're turning the corner, and he didn't make it easy. Josh Allen, Josh Allen to go eight for nine for eighty-five yards and a touchdown on his final two drives, and including five to five to Stephon Diggs alone. And the mm-hmm. Allen's and Diggs connection, it, it, it struggled prior to that point, but for him to put that together is 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 the reason why they won the game. But I wanted to kick it to uh, Buffalo Bills Radio Network and Tyler Bass with that forty-five yard game-winning field goal. Take a listen, y'all. Mr. Davenport, sir, I'm curious. You know, when you it was it was it was third and one. They took a shot. Um, they just missed it. Uh, the Detroit Lions and it goes to fourth and one. They kick a field goal. Twenty three seconds left, with uh, leaving uh, Buffalo full timeouts. Are you a person that you like the play call, or you a person that said you just got to score when you score and you let the defense handle business, or do you like um, maybe um, running the clock a little bit more and then making sure Josh Allen doesn't get to touch the ball? You know, honestly. I'm like uh, Riverboat Ron. <laughs> yeah, little you Ron Rivera, you know. <laughs> I'm going to let my guys up front know, like, look, it's a yard. Game's yeah. on the line. Man, listen, we got nothing to lose. Yeah. I'm trusting you five to push this line of scrimmage. Yeah. We're going to get this yard. And if, and if we don't get it, it's on y'all, man. We're going to get the yard. So I say that to say – I'm I'm going for it on fourth down and getting that first down. Then we're going to continue driving and add to that lead and make it even worse for for uh, for Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things I, I think about. In if you can't get a yard, if your if your team can't get a yard, maybe you shouldn't win the game. You know, you know what I mean. And and I believe that team played hard enough and played well enough to to get that one yard. If I and if my team goes down getting stopped on fourth and one, then so be it. And mind you, Von Miller was out the game too. Ooh, oh yeah, I'm going. So back. you know that's I'm going something that. else. That, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I would have went for it, but I mean they didn't. And it, you, you, we heard the the field goal by Tyler Bass. But I tell you one thing, that throw to set it up, and that catch in traffic, Ooh. man, those two, that Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs, man, that's Whoa. something stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> he put that thing on a rope, and Diggs went up and grabbed that, took took the uh, the hit, but then he had the wherewithal to get up and call that timeout. That was brilliant football right there. Absolutely. And speaking of that connection, here is Josh Allen talking about Stephon Diggs and that amazing catch. Mm, he's Stephon Diggs for a reason. Where do you land on Stephon Diggs? You know, we got a lot. We got some top talent in the league. You know what I mean? We got we got the Hopkins in the league. We got the, we got the Cooper Cups in the league. We got that bad man Justin Jefferson in the league. Where do you land on mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs? You better mention my young boy, too, well, A.J. Well, Brown. Well, well, you know, yeah, forget, yeah, don't forget about A.J. We got, now. We got, we got an out around 11. We got an out yeah. around 7. <laughs> <laughs> I want no, to get I to think, your thoughts. I, I think, you know, Devontae Adams, you put him in there, too. I, I think cold. Steph Steph is, is just as good as, as, as any of them. Absolutely. Me, personally, like a lot of people are on uh, Justin Jefferson and, and, and Devontae Adams for their routes, and they Absolutely. run great routes. But I think I think Steph's the best route runner. Ooh, and his releases, even, over Coop, even over Amari, huh? Even over Amari. Yeah, and oh, Amari, man. He, Amari can run some listen, routes, man. Anytime Amari ent- enters the building, 
that song, that Sade smooth operator, that needs to come on because he's like he's smooth. And that's man. a banger too. Yeah, yeah, he's smooth. <laughs> but you know, Steph, what I love about uh, about Diggs is the way he incorporates basketball into his his releases. Right. You know, right, like right. you'll literally see him like wop wop hit him with the Irish and crossover off the line, and the, the corner is turned around. You look at the. Um, the, the slant that he caught for a touchdown. He turned that corner – all the corners the corners facing the pylon in, in, in the uh, corner of the end zone, and he's he's running a slant. Those Ooh. are the things that I love about Diggs. And then also, yards after catch. A lot of people don't realize in, in Maryland, he, he was a, a, a top-notch running back. Absolutely. You know, before he got to University of Maryland. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So you got the yards after the catch ability – just the the willingness, like he has the dog in him too. So, yeah, I mean, I put him right there with any other receiver, to be frank with you. Guys, coming out hot real quick on Turkey Day. I really appreciate you all for joining us. But coming up next, did the Jets make the right decision when it comes to Zach Wilson? We will discuss next. This is Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. He is Teron Davenport. I am Evan Mack. Guys, on to this next topic I want to get down to. Did the Jets make the right decision when it comes to benching Mr. Zach Wilson? Um, Zach Wilson did apologize, though. He addressed the entire team Wednesday, admitting that he botched the Sunday news conference and acknowledged his poor play. Wilson also went on to say he didn't question Salah's decision to express support from Mike White, who will start Sunday against the Bears. Lord have mercy, man. I would just love for a player just to be like, you know what? I don't want. I'm not expressing support for Mike White. You know what I mean? I don't think. I don't think I should be benched and just go on a tangent. But that's okay. This ain't about me. It's not about what I want. But I do want y'all to hear from Robert Sala and his decision in saying that Wilson's Jets career isn't over just yet. Let's hear. It. All right, man. Like, listen. The, the narrative's like that because you you benched him, Mr. Davenport. Can you please? What, what's your, what are your thoughts before I lose my mind on Turkey Day? Well, I mean, I think he did the right thing. And it, it was tell me why. Sir. Well, see, he was risking losing the locker room. Right, right. Anytime, right. anytime you have a guy who is who who makes comments like that, and people are, are critical of him on social media, and they're liking those comments. Look, this young, this this day and age, like these these young folks, these young whippersnappers, they, all they, they do they is talk, like and tweet. And they talk through social media. That's what they do. So, I think for that said a lot, right. but. More importantly, though, the way this defense is playing, man, they held the Patriots to three daggone points. Three. Three. And they lo- they lost the game on some special teams. Like, no, if I hold you to, to three points, Gotta I win. should win the game. Gotta and, win. and that didn't happen. So when you're doing that type of thing, and this is a defensive-minded head coach also, and one of the things with defensive-minded head coaches, what they ask their quarterback to do, hey, look, keep everything on schedule. Meaning, when your throws are there, you make the throws. Know where you need to go with the ball immediately. We make this thing simple for you. Keep it on schedule. And then number two, don't turn the football over. Zach Wilson has more interceptions than touchdowns. That's a problem. That's fair. So that's really why. There, uh, there is someone who disagrees with Mr. Davenport. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. His name is Brandon Jacobs. He was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He said Jets benching Wilson was too far. Uh. He said a team that's playing pretty well. They haven't scored over twenty points in, in quite some time. But they had, they had yeah. two, two Evan, mm. two net yards, two, not one, two, two net yards in the second why you, half. Why you bringing two. up old? Why you bringing up old stuff? Hey, I mean, he he said they've been playing pretty well, and I just you know I presented, uh, you know, article case. A, B, C, and D. 
listen, listen, I'm with you on that, you know, and with all due respect, like Zach Wilson plays for the Jets and the Jets, the culture, the organization has been in shambles for years. With all due respect, Joe Namath ain't, he, Joe Namath ain't pulling up anytime soon. Right. He, yeah, so like, they, so it's a lot that the young man has to deal with. I, I do believe the benching will, will help him. I do. I hate saying that because it sounds cliche, but I do believe it will help him. I do believe it's a learning lesson. I actually do agree with you, Teron, thrill about, about benching him at this point in time, and I do believe it's still his job. Yeah, and you make a great point when you say you believe the benching will help him, and I agree. And one of the things, you know, when you face adversity, like when you're put in a bad situation and, and something happens to you, you got two choices. And I said this last night. You could get bitter or you could get better. Well, guess what Zach Wilson did when he spoke about understanding why he was benched? He said, and in 21 seconds, he said, I need to get better five yep. times. Yeah. Five. Yeah. So the message seems to have seeped through. And sometimes when you go through something like this, you bounce back. And I, I think that's something that he's going to do. Nothing more, nothing more impressive than when a young man or a young woman um, acknowledges that they're not where they should be mm-hmm. at this point in time. Too many times we see athletes, and even in life, just young people in general, think they know everything. Oh, so man. it's always a great sign when you see, especially someone that's held at the quarterback position, feeling that he needs to improve in different aspects of his game. That that bodes well for anyone who's a New York Jets fan. You know what I mean? He I, I can get better, not pointing the fingers like other right. players do. Right. You know what I mean? So I think it's a really good thing, but that leads me to the question, where do the Jets stack up in the AFC East? Maybe not just this season, but what do you think moving forward? Yeah, it's really interesting because this defense is, man, this defense is something special now. Yeah, 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 Sa- yeah, 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 yeah. Sauce Gardner came in there. And, Saucy, and oh, Sauce and changed he, the culture in the secondary. That changed little, the culture. Little, little Revis action going on right now. Right, the, just the swagger that they have is different. You got Quentin Williams playing as well as any other interior defensive lineman. So his contract is something that's going to, you know, they're going to have to address. I, I think they're, they've got it all together. And what we all forget in all of this, when Brees Hall was on the field, this Things were rolling, you know what I mean? And he's going to be back at some point next year. So I think going forward next year, I think they're in a really good shape. This year is going to be a little tough, right, because, you know, you got a Dolphins team that's surging, and the Patriots, you know, they got the Vikings tonight. They're 6-4, and and, uh, you know, they just beat them. So, I mean, Bill Belichick, you always have to account for that. You win your division in, 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 the, in the NFL, you get a playoff game at home. So it don't matter what your record is, your job is to win a division. Exactly. As, as I'm running my mouth, uh, the, the Cowboys have just scored another touchdown. They about to go up 28-13. to 13. They jumping in the Salvation Army pot. They doing a celebration. Oh, this, they're cutting up. But um, it's looking – the Cowboys are looking like they're turning a corner. I know people don't, uh, don't know if they trust them or not, though, Teron, but I think, they're, I think they're good enough to make some noise in the playoffs as I get off on a side tangent. Yeah, absolutely. They're I like good. I like a happy Jerry Jones. Though that's me personally. I like when Jerry Jones is happy. Yeah, I like yeah, I like when old folks get happy. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. But listen, Zach Wilson, you listen to the sound of my voice on Turkey Day, brother. You gonna be all right? You know what I mean? Everything gonna be just fine. You know what that's I mean? Right. Just, yeah, you'll you'll be okay, and and you'll get to, to play for that 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 franchise that is in complete shambles, and you can become the savior of the New York Jets. But that, but that um, kind of leads me to my last question, though. As far as where does where does this leave uh, the, the, the backup, and we're and we're thinking about what he what he can do? Is this when you're a backup and you're coming in, you're filling in for a position, like when you when Mike White's filling in for a position? Is it is it should he be thinking about taking a job? Should he just be no. trying to get in some reps? No, or, you, you know what I mean. Mike White just has to go out there and and play his game. You don't try yeah. to be a hero, right? Yeah. You know, you don't need any of that. Make the throws that are there for you. Yes, and 
facilitate the offense, manage the game. That's all he has to do. Ooh. Don't put the defense in a bad situation by turning the football over, period. Mm. I can dig it. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. My people, hope you guys are enjoying the game. I hope you guys are enjoying your Thanksgiving dinner as we run our mouths, because I know I did, and my family's still downstairs making a whole bunch of noise. So I hope y'all don't hear, hear that. But coming up next, a future first ballot Hall of Famer has an uncertain future with his current team. We'll tell you why next. This is Spain and Fix on ESPN Radio. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Series XM Channel 80. He is Teron Davenport. I am Evan Mack. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. He is at T Davenport underscore NFL, and I am at Evan T Mack. My brother, what does the future look like for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Wisconsin? The great Aaron Rodgers has been dealing with the injury that uh, his broken uh, right thumb uh, since he was sacked on the final play on the October 9th game against the Giants in London, but until Wednesday, he had not detailed that it was indeed broken. He said it doesn't make a, it make a difference to me playing, he said. It doesn't make a difference. You saw the tape on my thumb. It didn't make a difference. Ah, uh, well. Well, since he said, well, well, with all due respect, the, <laughs> the, the very elusive, the very aloof, the very emotional Aaron Rodgers, I think you might be wrong. Now how, now, how dare I? How dare I disrespect the altar that is Aaron Rodgers to Ron Davenport? But I've seen enough football. I can't spin it like he can spin it. Boy, I swear he can spin the football easily. That Jam Master Jay couldn't spin a better record than Aaron Rodgers could spin that football. But I, I, I disagree, my friend. I fully disagree. And we, <laughs> look, we just saw it on Thursday Night Football. There were plenty when he faced the Titans. I mean, there were a few throws – Third and, and, and 15, third and 10. There were opportunities where he had a, um, uh, I almost said a Mama St. Brown. I'm thinking of, of the, the Lions game. He almost had, he had um, Alan Lazard yeah, across yeah, yeah. the middle a few times. And the, the ball was behind. The ball just was, was short, yeah. You know, so I, I, he's never been one that had accuracy issues. Oh, so no, absolutely not. I can't help but point to that. And then you look at the fact that, this is a guy, you know, you're playing in the cold weather conditions. That night it was it was snowing, so the ball was wet. It's harder to grip. I mean, if you, like, think about gripping a football, the bottom – your thumb is what Absolutely. is – Absolutely. It's a support part. It's it's support. It's, it's bracing the bottom part of the football. So yes. it's naturally going to have an issue. I respect the fact that he's like, hey, man, it didn't make a difference. He's I like it. I like to it too. excuses, but, hey, man, it is what it is. Yeah, because sometimes excuses aren't excuses, you know what I mean? It is what's happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you pointing them out doesn't mean you're actually making excuses. I do like that he did that. He took the high road and said it didn't make a difference. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, it is what it is. But it doesn't get easier for the Packers. They got the 9-1 Eagles. They have them at 8.20 p.m. And, and I'm telling you right now, the Eagles are a plus 6.5, and, and it's going to be – it's not going to be easy with that pass rush. Right. And, and, and listen, man, your thumb, your elbow, your arm, whatever you got – you need that. You need to make sure it's right. But um, but let's let's listen to the great Aaron Rodgers talk about playing through his injury. Tony, you hear different things from different people. People that are not in Aaron Rodgers' camp talking about how Aaron Rodgers 
doesn't care about football like he used to and he he might be done and and all these things and and I think as a player gets older especially a quarterback people want to put them out the pasture mm-hmm. but but what but what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers in 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 the Green Bay Packers in that in, in his final years of his career yeah I think him playing on on the with a broken thumb I think that lets you know where he is as far as loving football because mm. that just simply isn't something that someone will do if they don't love what they're doing. And I give him credit for that. And it's just it's the competitor in him. I think he still wants to prove to that organization that they did the wrong thing a couple of years ago by drafting his replacement. And i tell you what, Evan, what's, what's really crazy about this, Aaron Rodgers was obviously a first-round pick, right? They didn't draft another offensive player in the first round until they drafted Jordan Love two years ago. That's all you need to know. That's nuts. That's, that's, that's to crazy to me. But, no, I, I, I think he's going to do everything he can to play also because he doesn't even want to give. And it's nothing personal against Jordan Love. He doesn't want to give Jordan Love even a remote chance of getting out there and playing. So he's That's how far it was with, with, with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't want yeah. to <laughs> Hey, look, man, you know, it's it just passing it on down the line. Yeah. ESPN NFL analyst uh, Dominic Foxworth is on Get Up, and he says Aaron Rodgers will be back next season. Lord have mercy, man. Isn't it crazy, man? How, you, you know we're in a crazy mixed-up world, and we're in an upside-down world. We must be in an upside-down. This must be an episode of Stranger Things when a person can win back-to-back MVPs and people trying to retire him. Teron. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn. Like, what we it, try, what we trying it, to do right it, now? It, I, it's, <laughs> it's like that meme where they have a guy, and he's, he's walking with his girl. And, and and he sees a girl walk by. Yeah, he by looks back. He looks back. That's exactly what it is. Man. Like yo, <laughs> I can listen. Put it like this: We talked about this off air, but I am I'm not a good I'm not a good person to be talking about this. I'm the last person to put a supreme talent out to pasture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm one of those. I like I treat all athletes like Rocky. You know what I mean? I don't throw the talent. I'm you know you know what I mean? I don't throw the talent until they're ready to go. So it's hard for me to put that man out the pasture, even though he looks mopey sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he still has plenty of ability. And we, we have to also remember, Devontae Adams is gone. And now Christian Watson is coming along. Oh, he's now, balling now. The young now, man, he's turned the corner. Yeah, yeah, he he's all right. He's all right. So you have that going, but I, I think you have to look at that. And it, it's just one of those things where this is a, a tough season for him and for the Packers. But the thing that's so crazy is if you go back and, like, you watch a lot of these games – it's just one or two really small things that went wrong. And yeah. Like, wow, if that guy could have had that block there, Aaron Jones is able to, to cut this way, and he probably is going to hit his head on the goalpost. You know, those type of situations. So I, I think that's something you have to consider as well. I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is as bad as, as some of these folks are making him out to be. No, absolutely not. Like I said, you know, gone, gone are the days of the Jennings, the Greg Jennings of the world and the Jordy Nelsons of the world, and Devontae is gone. So, yeah. so every, everybody needs to understand that he's not coming back, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have to make do. And, and the, the one thing that, that he's been telling us for, for years and years and years, that he can, listen, he can make a lemonade out of lemons. You know what I mean? He can he can he can weave straw in the gold. You know what I mean? Like just just like Rumpelstiltskin. So like so what I'm trying to say is, the way he's conditioned us, everything's gonna be all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust him. He's 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 earned the right for me to be like, sure, man, knock yourself out. Yeah, I, I think the Super Bowl days are are over. But ooh, uh, yeah, I I think that. But I think he still could play at a high level. I, I definitely believe that. Yeah, I like that you say that because a lot of people don't understand. You you know, only one team going to Super Bowl. 
Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, when everyone's like, man, how, how good? Listen, sometimes teams and franchises and fans, sometimes they can just get maybe some, some good games and just enjoy some football because at the end of the day, not every team going to get to the playoffs. Not every team going to win the Super Bowl. I know I might be breaking news right now, but th- that could be it for some teams. This is the way. And the, pack, and the Packers might have plateaued. And, um, and shout out to the Mandalorian reference and, um, <laughs> and everything else. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, it's, I just think this is the years that the Green Bay fans are going to have to start understanding that their team is going to be on the, on the downswing right now. And they, and they need to start looking for their heir apparent, maybe not, maybe not later, but sooner. And I don't believe it's Jordan Love, brother. Really? I think Jordan Love is very capable. You know, I, I, just I, think, I don't know. You know I could be, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, there are. He's had some issues, accuracy issues. Some, that's some probably my pro- biggest problem. And with those him. things. And I remember that, uh, you know, showing up at, at Utah State. But I think you talk about ability. Like the guy's uber talented. He is he's a talent. Really talented. So it's just going to be on Matt Lafleur and and the crew. You, now he's someone. You're not going to be able to roll out, you know, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, and, and no. Christian Watson and expecting no. that you you got to roll out some some horses for him. So <laughs> that is something that's going to have to be in place. You ain't wrong, brother. We're going we, we to follow the journey of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, y'all better stop trying to put that man out the pasture. He can still cook. Hey, but coming up next, which NFL teams could be making a change at quarterback in 2023? Clearly it's the Packers because everybody else ain't it is. We will tell you next. This is Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Hit me with my favorite J. Cole track, too. This is Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. However, it is I, Evan T. Mack, and the great Ron Davenport here to chop it up about a few things. And I was fine. I was feeling good. I was loving my life. I'm watching the Cowboys right now beat the brakes off the New York Giants, 28-13. to 13. Less than a minute left. That game is a wrap. But this ain't this wasn't a problem. That's fine. It's, it's, it's Thanksgiving football. I got a problem with Teron Davenport, ladies and gentlemen. We were just getting off on the wrong, right foot, and now we're on the wrong foot. Teron Davenport, I was singing the praises of Daniel Jones, singing the praises, and that leads us to our topic. Which NFL teams could be making a change at quarterback for the 2023 season, and what veteran quarterbacks do we think will be available? And I started getting excited. I started thinking about my man Daniel Jones, who's shifty in the pocket, got the pocket feet, and you grumbled and mumbled and made all kinds of sounds, and I didn't like it, so I'm going to give you the floor. Since you want to disrespect the legend that is Daniel Jones, who, who would you replace? Who, uh, and, who, and, how, and, how and anybody you? on the list? How I, dare I'll go, you? <laughs> I'll go anybody on the list. We got Jared Goff, Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Give me any of them over Daniel Jones. You will crazy. Say Jared this. Goff is not better than Daniel Jones. Period. Jared Jared Goff is not going to turn the football over as much. Oh as Daniel Jones. boy! Whoa, whoa. Oh, Mr. Jones. You know the the thing that was on his plate taking over with Eli Manning sitting here in this this organization's in shambles and these, ruins these, and who upli- like who excuses. uplifted. <laughs> Who has uplifted this franchise on his with his bare hands? Who has built and molded the quarterback position? Is his his image? Daniel Jones. I don't know what he uplifted them to, because <laughs> they sure enough ain't doing much. Me personally, look, Daniel Jones is a very talented. Baby. About to be seven four after this shellacking they about to take. Why from you the bringing Cowboys. up new stuff? Hey, listen, got it. Got a point to what it is. But I, I look for Daniel. He doesn't do it for me because he's not a guy that I would put all of my trust in. I think I he's one of those players where he's not a pitiful quarterback, but he's one of those ones you have to build 
a lot around him. In, only, in order to win a Super Bowl, you're going right. to have to have a bomb defense or you're going to have to have Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson at receiver okay. and Saquon at running back. I, I just think everything has to be perfect to win with him. Okay. And that's why I'm not going to say he's that guy. Okay, so that, move, that move makes me move on to the New Orleans Saints. And um, I said I like Jameis as, as a good fit there, but, but it seems like, you know, the people aren't happy. So what would you get, give me? What would you do with the Saints? Who would you bring over? Like I said, there's a golf, there's a Jimmy G, there's a Derek Carr, a potentially an Aaron Rodgers, the, the, the Tom Terrific, even Tom Brady could be even available. But what 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 should the Saints do? Yeah, I like Jameis there. Me but, too. You know, he lost his job due to injury, and we all know that it's that's not how it's supposed to be. But I, I think you know. This is a place where I, I think Jimmy G would be good with them. But I agree with that. I, I think the best fit. And I'm going to mention this guy in a couple places. Derek Carr, in my opinion, is the best fit because Derek Carr throws a beautiful deep pass. He does. I, I, I would love to see him in the offense with Chris Olave, who I feel is oh, one he's of the cooking. top rookie receivers. Young so that cooking. would be a good a good matchup there. Yeah, shout out to Chris Olave, man. You're doing, you're doing great things for old Mackey's uh, fantasy football team. God bless you, young man. But listen, let me get to the commanders because they're in this right now. I'm not a – listen, I like, I like, Terry, I like Heineke. You know what I mean? Um, I I do I do believe um, Wentz is done, and I hate saying that, but I, but I, be, I I don't think he's ever recovered from the from the ghost that uh, the ghost that is um, your boy uh, Foles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so what would you do with the the Washington Commanders? We 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 got that group of quarterbacks we're thinking about. How about Daniel Jones? Since you over disrespecting my boy? How about no? <laughs> I will put I'll put Jimmy G there. I think he would be good in that offense just when it comes to, you know, making those those short throws and, and, and the easy reason those things that they do. I yeah. mean you look, you got Terry McLaurin there, you got Curtis Samuel, you have the, the gadget guy in Curtis Samuel. Uh, you, you look at um uh, Antonio Gibson, he's another one for you. And Brian Robertson is running the ball with authority. So I, I think Ooh, that would yeah, be a yeah. good where you have some things around Garoppolo with the commanders. That would be a good match for me. A quick sidebar to Ron, though, why, why, why is everyone trying to get Garoppolo off the 49ers? I know Trey Lance, Trey Lance has a serious injury with that, that, that lower leg injury. Yeah. Why, why can't Jimmy G just be in San Francisco? Why not? Because they feel like they're winning with him, but not because of him. Uh, and tough, they want to get to a point, and you, you see it in so many games. Look at the Super Bowl. You know, Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders may still be running. Two years later, if Jimmy G gives him a good ball on that post route, yeah, he would have hit you know his head. I mean? He hit his head in the locker room. So you got those types of plays where you know he has to be able to make those plays in order to win the Super Bowl. And there's always that upside that you have with Trey Lance, and they're fascinated with it. Yeah, um, Giants score a late touchdown, make it twenty-eight to twenty. That doesn't mean anything except if anybody had a two-score victory with um in, in think, the betting. I, I think the line on this was ten. Wow, so I know people are mad as mad as all get out right now, yeah. but um, also okay now that, that brings me to the Colts. Now this is very interesting though because mm. they thought they had a nice little like some patchwork with Matt Ryan, an aging Matt Ryan, but it, but it seems that he he just can't move like he used to. He wasn't the best mover to begin with, but but now that pressure coming up the middle and he he can't seem to handle it. So what about what would you put any one of those quarterbacks in Indianapolis? Man. All these quarterbacks, man, they got a wife and they got children. I'm not doing that to any of them, man. Wow. Wait a minute. I, you don't think Jeff, Jeff Saturday drawing them up? Changing the culture of the Colts. You listen, know what I mean? I, I, no, I would stay clear away from that situation. If anybody, 
Daniel Jones. There you go, Daniel Jones. Put him out there. Listen, that's, listen, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna keep speaking into existence because the young man can cook. Teron Davenport, even though you 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 you're downplaying the greatness that is Daniel Jones. I'll take him in Indianapolis. I'll take him anywhere. He's gonna get the respect that he deserves. Yeah, you better send him to the USFL. <laughs> oh, that's see, that's just see, that's just cold He'll blood. Kill that. Unless you are you are just a very mean spirited man. What's up, so, Tennessee Titans? We were talking about it off air. We we're talking about Tannehill and how. I put it like this. Would you agree with me here? Does he remind – put it like this. Does, doesn't the same thing apply, in your opinion, to Daniel Jones, though, Ryan Tannehill? No, Does, no. Wait a wait no. a what? Wait a I see. No. Now I don't get it. No, Ryan I thought Tannehill, I had you figured out. You have – right, you talk about this Titans offense in the red zone. I, since Tannehill took over in 2019, they've been no, late, no less than seventh in the league in red zone touchdown scoring efficiency. A lot of that is because of Tannehill. It's because of Ryan, uh, Derrick Henry as well. But Tannehill, in my opinion, I, I think he's a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones. He is a better much, quarterback. Much better. He is a better so quarterback. I, I, and, and I think the Titans are going to have him next year as their quarterback as well. Mm, yeah, I agree. I agree. But like I said, um, I, I do want Derek Carr to get a change of scenery. I really do. And, and, and same with Jimmy Garoppolo because I just feel like I'm tired of people always trying to take the job from him. I want yeah. him to go to a place where he doesn't have to worry about someone trying to take the job from him or replace him with someone or saying someone where he can't get the job done. But I will ask you this question, though, real quick before we have to get out of here is what, what if Jimmy G, because the, the 49ers are starting to come on right now. People are starting to get healthy at the right time. Kittle's starting to come around as well. Bosa's coming around. Like, what if he goes to the Super Bowl? What if he wins the Super Bowl? Does that change the narrative for you? Does that change the narrative for him? Does that change the narrative for the San Francisco organization? I don't think it does. I, wow, I think wow, wow, they, wow. Still, they still move on. They invested heavily in, in Trey Lance. And they did. This would be no, nothing different than the 2000 Ravens, right? They won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. They did. The next year, they went out and signed Elvis Gerbeck. They sure did. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time. But one match that, that I want to say that's not on here, neither the name or the team, Kirk Cousins and the Atlanta Falcons would be a beautiful match because of his ability Ooh. on play action and what – Arthur Smith, the head coach, wants to do on offense, keep the quarterback on the move. That, in my opinion, would be the best match out of all of these. I agree with you. The thing about my man, Kurt, you know, and Kurt's another one of my guys that I like. He just, that, that pressure up the middle, man, he, fold, he folds, man. And yeah. I listen, he just, and, and I know that's for a lot of quarterbacks, but not like Kurt, man. When you put that pressure up the middle, my goodness, man. He, you you got to put him on the move for real. Get him out of that pocket. Yeah, you got to uh, boot him. You got to boot him. Golly. That's not a bad idea, brother. That's not a bad idea. What about the Texans real quick? Texans, that's another one, man. I would hate to do that to anybody. <laughs> but if I had to, I guess I, I I could put Jared Goff there, let him go out there. I mean, your, your guy could go out there too, Daniel Jones. Okay, okay. A little Daniel Jones talk. I know I, I, know I, I know I'll get you to warm up. It took me like 10 minutes. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you guys – Guys, got any thoughts, guys? Give me that one eight eight say ESPN one eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. You have any thoughts on where any of these quarterbacks can go? But coming up next, guys, we'll get you set for the third and final NFL game of the day as the Patriots are set to take on the Vikings. It's a very exciting matchup, and um, and I can't wait to to break it down and 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 watch it as I run my mouth on this this beautiful ESPN radio. But also, we'll be right back, guys. This is uh, Spain and Fitz on ESPN. Spain and Fitz, the podcast.